the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Now this is a church that exists to help people just like you. Find the real life you were created for and then find it to the full. That's exactly what Jesus said in John 10.10. And today we're going to hear part two in the first message in a new series called Bridges, Crossing Over From Here to There. The focus on having a vision for your life and getting there with the ultimate visionary. If you have a Bible, Sean is starting in Genesis chapter 12 with the story of Abraham getting his call from God. This is Real Life Radio. Verse 4, so Abraham left as the Lord had told him. And Lot, his nephew, went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai. Her name later became Sarah. His nephew Lot, all the possessions they accumulated, the people they'd acquired, their, their help, their workers, and they, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Now, he didn't know it was the land of Canaan when he set out. This is a writer writing about what happened, so he's looking back. He now knows it's Canaan. Abraham didn't. Because God gave him, he had no idea where he was going. He had no map, just a guide. And isn't that how it is with God? We like the map, because the map allows me to control, doesn't it? I get to determine how far I'm going to go on a given day. I love my maps. Oh, I'm a map lover. And oh, then when they add GPS and it becomes Google Maps, it's just my heart flutters, okay? Because I can decide what route they give me three or four. I get to pick and choose. I get to decide how far I'm going to go on which day, how I'm going to do it. I love the map. It lets me be in control. And God says, yeah, I'm not giving you a map. You're giving, getting a guide. And I'm your guide. The guide determines how far you're going to go on a day. The guide determines which route you're going to take. The guide determines the experience along the way. And Abraham said, okay, I'll go with in verse 6, says Abraham traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moriah at Shechem. At the time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring, I'll give this land. So Abraham built an altar there to God who had appeared to him, to the Lord who had appeared to him. So this is a huge vision. I'm going to give you all this land. The Canaanites were there. We later learn that's a huge obstacle. They were an advanced people. They had fortified cities. This was not going to be easy. Huge vision. Huge obstacles. Very little details. Those would come later. And they did. But right now, all Abraham knows is God says this is all mine. And so verse 8, from there he went on towards the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So what did he do? He set up his tent and he lived there. He saw the land as his because God said. So here's these fortified cities, here's all this stuff, and here's Abraham tents. Two tents, he's got a sheep, you know, they have armies. He's got a few farmers with him. But yet it's ours. And he trusted God because God said that. Now we have the benefit of knowing how it turns out. He actually did become a great nation. And through him, the entire world was blessed because one of his descendants, Jesus Christ, became the savior of our souls. God sent him. He died on a cross for redemption to forgive our sins. We know how that happened. Everything God said in Abraham's life is true. He blessed him. He blessed his name. 
we're sitting here talking about him thousands of years later. How much more honored could his name be? God did everything he said, but all Abraham saw was a vision. See, we know the whole story. Abraham didn't, but one thing Abraham knew, and it's what I want us to remember this morning. Please write it down. The bridge to a new vision is an encounter with the ultimate visionary. That's really it. The bridge to a new vision is an encounter with the ultimate visionary. Because, see, we're talking about the difference between the vision and a vision. There can be lots of visions in life, you know. I envision being a rock star. I envision driving this car. I envision doing this thing. And not, not that those things are bad necessarily. They're just a vision. But there is a vision that the ultimate creator, the ultimate designer, the ultimate visionary created you and I for. And what we're talking about is aligning ourselves with that vision. It's that vision that calls to us. That somehow we know there's supposed to be something more. That's what we're talking about. The bridge to a new vision is an encounter with the ultimate visionary, and Abraham knew that and knew it well. Now, when you encounter the ultimate visionary, you'll learn some things, and I want to cover those real quickly here this morning. The first is that God has a vision for you, okay, very specifically. When you encounter him, the ultimate visionary, you discover God has a vision for me. Specifically, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope, in the future, God has plans for you. It's not just for people who are up front, not just for leaders, pastors, politicians, athletes, whoever you think. For every single one of us, God has plans and a vision for you. He made you. He designed you. He knows your gifts, your strengths, your weaknesses. And I want to say to you this morning, he's called you. He has specifically called you. That's that thing in you that says, you know, I think I'm supposed to be, I'm, I think I was made for something more. That's the voice of the Lord. Because you were. God has plans for you. question is, will you trust him? Will you trust him enough to begin to listen for that calling? His vision is specific and is for every single one of us, no exceptions. A second thing we'll learn is vision must be attached to a deeper core purpose. This is just kind of the way it works. For vision to be compelling, it has to be meaningful. And God's vision for you will always connect you to the ultimate deeper core purposes. There's something in us that evaluates and knows the difference between stuff that is fluff, it's cotton candy, and stuff that is real and it's deep. And real vision to be compelling has to connect you to deeper core purposes. Let me just say to you, self-interest is never inspiring enough to create lasting vision. It's, it's not. It just doesn't work that way. Survival is kind of a low bar. It's going through the week, kind of getting it done and doing it again just to be able to live. That, that is not what God designed you for. You might even think, think well, well but, but, you know, if I make it up, I can do some things. I entertainment, I can travel. Entertainment loses its sparkle and its appeal. I don't care what seats you have, what tickets you have, what trips you go to, the shows you go to. It eventually loses its sparkle and appeal because it's not connected to that deeper reality. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails because it is deep, it is real. God said to Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to make you a great nation. And that nation is going to be a blessing to the whole world. It's not just about you, Abraham. God's doing something in the world, and his plan will always let you be a part of that bigger plan, that bigger idea. When that hits you, it's something that is transformative. 
I remember I'd already chosen to go into ministry. I was a youth pastor. And I just remember seeing things in the church that I was in that I just thought, man, there's got to be more. And, and so many other churches and the way people viewed church and the way church so often. And, and there was something in me that just said, something's wrong. And I remember an encounter I had with a group of unbelievers who were freely speaking to me about what they perceived in the church. It's irrelevance. And this is a story that I tell in the get-in journey class, okay? So if you want to hear the full story, go to the get-in journey class. This was a cheap little commercial there, wasn't it? But if, I hope effective. But I just remember that conversation rocked my world because the, everything they said was true. And I had to admit it. And the Lord right then and there started saying, what are you going to do about that? This is what these people think of my church. What are you going to do to change that? And that was where God, at least in my heart, started working on this vision of what we call a church for real life. That's how vision works. You see something and you go, that's not right. Bill Hybels in his book, Holy Discontent, gave it a really colorful description. You remember the cartoon character Popeye the Sailor Man? Okay, you got to be kind of old. So those of you who are old, explain it to the young people next to you. And by young people, I mean under 40. And isn't that sad? Uh, <laughs> but Popeye the Sailor Man, this is an old cartoon. Popeye was a guy who, he would get super strength when he ate spinach. And he had this beautiful girlfriend named Olive Oil. Just lovely <laughs> vision of loveliness. You wonder why people are laughing, go online, Google Popeye and Olive Oil, Okay. And yes, Bluto, the criminal, would come and he would harass olive oil or try to take her away. And Popeye would come to that place. He'd get beat up. He'd get shoved aside like a kind of just like he was the class wimp. And then ultimately he would say, I've had all I can stand and I can't stand no more. And he would pull out a big can of spinach because Lord knows canned spinach is the thing. And he would eat the can of canned spinach and someone told me that's the first time someone opened a can on someone okay it's the first can of you know i'm not going to go and say what they said but he'd open the can eat the spinach and then his forearms would get huge and he would clean up and save the day and heibel's contention was the statement i've had all i can stands i can't stands no more is the root of real vision Great illustration, because it's true. What has God caused you to see? That you look at it and go, that's not right, I can't stand it. That's why those pictures that we looked at for Feed My Starving Children are so powerful. Because every one of us looks at a kid who's starving and goes, I can't stand that. Something's wrong with that. I can't live with that. It changes us. We all have things, those Popeye moments, those I can't stands no more moments and they might be different yours might be over one issue and you just go man it's wrong that's contrary to the heart of god that doesn't please the heart of god i can't stand that that's vision when you find yourself going somebody should do something about that be careful because god's probably got somebody in mind and it's okay because understand when you get to that place that's god that's how vision works and it's okay if the person next to you has a totally different thing that they can't stand. 
because maybe God has a vision for you to be a part of something and to begin to participate in and begin to, and, and all of a sudden you come alive because you realize, man, God gave me the gifts and the abilities and the talents, and I can do this. His gifts, abilities, talents, and vision for them might be totally different. And that's exactly the way he designed it. Vision always has to attach us to something deeper and more real. We want to take a quick minute to remind you you're listening to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in a series called Bridges, Crossing Over from Here to There. And if you'd like to hear the full unedited message or even watch the video podcast from Pastor Sean, it's available right now on demand on the sermon page at the River City website called reallife.org. And if you think you'd like to visit River City Community Church, here's your invitation from Pastor Sean. Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you abundant life, real life. I talk to a lot of people, and many seem to feel like they're settling for a whole lot less. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and we are so convinced that we were made for something better. We call ourselves a church for real life. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings, which are an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights, all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Matama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9 and 11. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church. Welcome back. We hear the conclusion to the message called The Bridge to a New Vision. This is Real Life Radio. At Leadership Summit, which we host, there was a speaker actually from Willow Creek. His name is Don Flo. Uh, Don is a businessman. And he is as much a minister as I am or a missionary, as any missionary we partner with. That man says, I have the ability to make money and run a business. And he is a follower of Jesus Christ. He said, God, how can this business be for the kingdom? How can our resources that we generate be for the kingdom? How can we minister the kingdom to our employees? How can we all together, our employees, minister the kingdom to our customers? And it totally shapes their business model. And it is beautiful. Because it's awesome to see it work in church, and I love that. But then when I see, and because, man, some people, some of you might be called to be preachers, and God bless you, talk to me, I'd love to help. You might be called to be missionaries. God bless you, talk to me, I'd love to help. But a lot of you are called to be business people, workers, who get up every day and say, you know what, God, you've given me a company, you've given me a job, you've given me a position, you've given me relationships. How can I further the kingdom? Because that's the cause that will change the world. Vision has to be connected to a deeper purpose. And that's why the bridge to a new vision is an encounter with the ultimate visionary, God our Father. A third principle Abraham learned very clearly is you can't have both here and there. Okay, We're talking about bridges moving us from here to there. Let's establish right here in the beginning. You can't have both here and there. In Genesis 12, 1, we read, Abraham was told, leave your country. You can't have both here and there. And some of you go, well, that's so common sense. Why do we even need to say it? Because lots of people try. Lots of people try to have both here and there. It's like, but I like the comfort and the familiarity of here. I know it's not wonderful, but at least I know it. So I'm afraid. There is unknown. I I don't know that I want... I I, I mean, that's compelling. God, I love that vision, but, but I'm comfortable and it's familiar here, and so I can't. 
and they get stuck and they never go. They, how sad to carry a great vision and to die with that great vision unrealized because I was afraid and I tried to somehow kind of span this gap and have both here and there. It's interesting, in Genesis 11, just right before the, what we read in Genesis 12, right at the end of the chapter, we read these verses. It says, Terah took his son Abram. Oh, wait a minute, we're talking about Abram's father. Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife, son of Abram. And together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to where? Canaan. Wait a minute, Abraham's father had set out to go to Canaan? But when they came to Haran, they settled there. And then verse 32, Terah lived 205 years and he died in Haran. Is it possible God had originally called Abraham's father and extended the invitation to him to go to Canaan and to see and possess that land? And is it possible something happened where he only went part way and then comfort, familiarity, fatigue, whatever it was, caused him to stop and miss what God had? I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us that. All it does tell us is specifically... Terah set out for Canaan and didn't make it. You can't have both here and there. You have to leave the comforts of even... And it's amazing how sometimes uncomfortable and unpleasant situations, but because they're familiar and at least I know what I'm dealing with, we get stuck. There's even peer pressure to maintain the status quo. It's amazing. When you start to step out, it's a little unconventional. It's a little God thing. And it's different than what other people are seeing and experiencing. And they start talking. We kind of shrink back. You can't have both here and there. Fourth thing we learn. When following vision, we've got to stay flexible. When following vision, you've got to stay flexible. That's what I meant earlier. The destination's the point. The routes can be different. And when you're following God, you should expect it to be different. We're told God led Abraham to a place he didn't know. Just follow me, Abraham. And if you know Abraham's story, he ended up in Egypt. He'd made some goofy mistakes. I mean, unique path to kind of embracing the vision God had for him. And we get weird when we say, I'm open to God's vision as long as it follows this very clearly prescribed path for me that all my friends and family will understand and will applaud me in. If God does that, then it's going to be awesome. But don't do anything, God, that I can't explain or define or that doesn't make perfect sense to me. I know you're God, the ultimate Alpha Omega and everything. And if everything you did made perfect sense to me, that wouldn't be very godlike, would it? But God, please do me a favor. Stay within these little borders for me. That doesn't even make sense. And yet we do it every day. I'm open to God's vision as long as it follows my path. Understand something. God's vision is really common and it always takes time. Sometimes it feels like it always takes more time than I think it should. I remember when God started speaking to me about something different and asking me to step out. He gave me a vision, this idea, a church for real life or a community. I didn't even know at first a church. I wasn't sure, but he gave me this vision and it was compelling and I had to follow it. And I have to tell you, this vision that God gave me has been absolutely real and it has come to pass in the way he said, here's the problem. God gave me that vision And I fell in love with that vision, but I immediately started to pursue the vision in the way that I thought made most sense. And so what happened is we start going, God, oh, this vision is so cool. Let me go ahead and finish the picture for you. Me and God working together, God watching, me working. And really, I start to build the rest of the vision. And and then God has to take literally 10 years in my life and start 
getting rid of tearing down all these things that were never part of the original vision in the first place. It's not that they were bad. They might be for somebody's vision. It just wasn't for mine. And God has to pull that away. And then he rebuilds it. And it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. When God builds it his way. But sometimes he has to tear down mine. And I better be flexible. I got to tell you. God gave me this vision in here. Do you know what it didn't have in it? A huge amphitheater right out the front door. That, that I never saw. I didn't see that one coming. Oh, I see it now. Every time I go outside. They, oh, look at that. <laughs> but God's got something in store. He's got something in mind. See, got to be flexible. You don't know what he's got. The vision is true. Some of my stuff had to be reworked. Last thing, and I want to leave you with this, and I want you to grab this. I want to challenge you. God wants to give you a bigger vision. Abraham learned that that day. Abraham probably had a vision for his life, and it wasn't bad. Family, friends, you know, make a little money, retire, have kids, grandkids. It's not bad, but it's great vision. But God had a bigger vision. God wants to give you a bigger vision, his vision. I want to challenge you to trust him. Hebrews 11, 9, 10 says, by faith, Abraham, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did his son Isaac and Jacob. In other words, this vision took time to become reality. They were heirs with him in the same promise, for he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. God wants you to be part of something that is amazing, and he wants to do a work in you. I want to challenge you. Don't waste your life on too small a vision. Don't do it. Would you let God help you write your envisioned eulogy? Would you let him help you take this and bring it to pass and, and more? Habakkuk 2, 2 says, The Lord answered me and said, Record the vision, inscribe it on tablets, that the one who reads it may run. I want to encourage you, write it down. As you seek the Lord, because the secret is the bridge, bridge to a new vision is an encounter with the all, ultimate visionary. Write it down. As God speaks to you through his word, through prayer, through relationship with him, write it down. Because he has something amazing for you. I want to challenge you though. I, I, there's one big thing, one big presumption that I've made, and you may have caught it. Some of you may be painfully aware of it. This whole thing assumes that I've had an encounter with the ultimate visionary. And some of you may be here and you may have no relationship with God. And if so, I am really glad you're here. Because you don't have to leave this place not having a relationship with your ultimate creator who loves you and destined you for something amazing. You can change that today. The Bible says the thing that keeps us from relationship with Father, which is what we were created for, is sin. It's that sin, rebellious nature that every one of us has. We got it, inherited it from great, 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 great grandfather Adam he chose to rebel against God and say my way not your way God it became part of us and every one of us since then has had this thing in us that says my way not your way God it's called sin the Bible says the wages of sin is death separates us from God eternally and 
God in his amazing love and justice because he's fully merciful and gracious and loving and he is fully just. Because if God weren't just, he wouldn't be good. That penalty for sin had to be taken care of. So what's he do? He sends his son, Jesus Christ, who lives a sinless life and then dies on the cross. Pays the just penalty for your sin and mine. For any one of us who will believe in him and put our trust in him and, and surrender our life to him. His, the penalty is paid in full. Is that amazing? It's just, and yet it's unbelievably gracious and merciful to us. And so, Scripture says if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. No need to carry that guilt, shame, that fear. No, we can come to Father. And the beautiful thing is what happens after we come to Him and receive forgiveness for sin. Because at that point, the thing that we were created for all along, His Spirit living in, in us. We become filled with His Spirit when we receive Him as our Savior. And now, not only does He forgive the sins of our past, but He leads us now into the life He designed us for. So this vision that He calls you to, this big vision that makes you gulp and scary, the beautiful thing is He's going to live in you and with you and through you, and He's going to realize it as you surrender and walk with Him. That's the gospel. Thank you, Pastor Sean. You've been listening to Real Life Radio in this series called Bridges. If you'd like to hear the full unedited message and this series, it's available right now as a free download when you find the sermons link at reallife.org. But of course, you're invited to come and visit River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park. You can see all the details, directions, and service times, including the new Saturday night service, also at reallife.org. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262. Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. We hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you abundant life, real life. I talk to a lot of people, and many seem to feel like they're settling for a whole lot less. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and we are so convinced that we were made for something better. We call ourselves a church for real life. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings, which are an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights, all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Otama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 9 and 11. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.